The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Monday, July 11th, 2016. Thank you for joining me today for the best of buzz. I'll be back with fresh news on Monday, July 18th. Until then, Realm Network editor R.J. Diaz has prepared for each day a fresh collection of our favorite stories from recent months. He does a great job. I urge you to listen, and I thank him for it. With all that's going on in our world, and frankly, when doesn't it, this wouldn't seem the best time to be away. But I'm overdue with a visit for family, and I will be back in time to cover both the Republican and Democratic national conventions and what will no doubt be the continuing aftermath of the recent tragedies involving citizens and police. Until then, I hope these stories provide an escape for us all. Prepare yourself for a few smiles as we proudly present the best of buzz. Parents are never happy the first time they catch their child in a lie. But a new study says that if the lie was well told and credible, you may have a smart one on your hands. A study in Baltimore found that kids with the best memory made the best liars. It helps to have your facts straight when you're concocting a whopper. Researchers say that in building a lie, a child has to juggle multiple pieces of information, all while keeping the listener's perspective in mind. Kids who did better on memory tests made better liars. The researchers say, as adults, we lie in about one out of every five conversations lasting ten minutes or more. Or are they just saying that? The son of evangelist Billy Graham is calling on Christians to boycott Wells Fargo Bank and other big firms for promoting sin. Franklin Graham is particularly upset with Wells Fargo for running, during a golf broadcast, a TV ad featuring a lesbian couple. Quoting Franklin Graham, I'm not going to do business with a business promoting sin. As Christians, we don't have to do business with Starbucks, Nike, Wells Fargo, or Tiffany's that are promoting a gay lifestyle. The younger Graham, who's now 62, says he's taking the tens of millions of dollars from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association out of Wells Fargo and putting it into BB&T. Graham apparently didn't know that BB&T is an annual sponsor of the Miami Beach Gay Pride Festival. Most Americans aren't worried about the byproducts of mining coal for energy because those byproducts don't get dumped in their neighborhoods. A new study says coal ash, which includes dangerous toxins like mercury and lead, does get dumped in poor communities. A study says most of us aren't aware of just how much coal ash the industry produces each year, but the people in Uniontown, Alabama, and many other places like it know all too well. In 2008, when over a billion gallons of coal ash spilled out of a so-called containment pond in Kingston, Tennessee, it was shipped out of Kingston and moved to a landfill in mostly black Uniontown. Quoting one resident who has neuropathy at the age of 51, people in Uniontown have all kinds of health problems they didn't have before. She'll be repeating that next week at a hearing before the U.S. Civil Rights Commission. Coal ash has also been linked to cancer, lung disease, and other respiratory problems, along with kidney disease and heart damage. Across the country, there are 277 coal ash facilities in black communities that include a total of one and a half million people. Coal ash has contaminated the air and water at more than 200 places around the country. Juneteenth came and went this year and still not a national holiday. Juneteenth is the name given to June 19th by African Americans originally in Texas. It's the anniversary of the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. It's a holiday to celebrate the freeing of the slaves, and a lot of African Americans take part in picnics and other celebrations. 
not an official holiday, and there's been an effort to make it one, but those efforts never got out of committee. Supporters say they'll keep trying. When South Carolina put a 14-year-old boy to death just 70 years ago, he was so small he had to sit on a book to fit into the electric chair. Young George Stinney Jr. was 14 when they flipped the switch. He never had a lawyer, and even his parents were forced to abandon him. They'd been told they would be lynched if they stayed in that small South Carolina town of Alkaloo. Police said he'd confessed after hours of questioning, but there's no written record of that confession, and the boy later denied he had confessed. The trial lasted all of one day, the all-white jury finding him guilty. Stinney was black. A judge has now reviewed the case, and without ruling on George's guilt or innocence, has ruled that young George Stinney was denied his right to due process of law, making him the youngest person ever executed in this country, at least in the 20th century. For some people, just being able to get out of bed each morning is a victory. The goal is not to wake up dead. But it happened to an elderly man in Mississippi who awoke inside a body bag at a funeral home after the local coroner had declared him dead. The 87-year-old's pacemaker had apparently malfunctioned. It took a licking, but the man kept ticking. The man awoke as embalmers were preparing to drain his blood. The funeral home says it's never seen this happen before. The coroner in Lexington, Kentucky, being a man of science, calls it a miracle. As for its relationship with South Korea, the North has turned to misogyny. The North Korean news media, such as it is, a propaganda tool for Kim Jong-un, has taken to referring to South Korea's president as, quote, a babbling peasant woman, a childish girl, a witch, and a pumpkin. The North has just published a series of articles called We Accuse the Bitch. Denying women even the most basic rights is not a trait of the Muslim religion. It is a trait of a few Muslim countries, most notably our shaky ally Saudi Arabia. In a country in which people are stoned to death for adultery, executed for being gay, and have their hands and feet cut off for stealing, women's rights are addressed in an equally primitive way. They can't go anywhere without a male guardian, usually a relative. They cannot wear makeup or flattering clothing. They cannot even go to a store to try on dresses. Saudi Arabian women cannot speak to men to whom they're not related. They cannot swim, read a fashion magazine, or buy a Barbie doll. Even odder, they are not allowed in cemeteries. And even though Saudi women are not allowed to drive a car, they can this month vote for the very first time in their country's history. So assuming they can get a male guardian to escort them to the polls, they can now vote. They can also now run for office. 900 women are running in Saudi Arabia for various jobs in local governments. Saudi women are very excited about this, even though they still face overwhelming odds, not being able to campaign to men, for starters. Now that they can vote and maybe even land a seat in government, some of those other Saudi Arabian laws can also fall into history where they belong. I not only shop Amazon through my website, I'm one of its biggest customers. That's because Amazon has nearly everything I need without ever leaving the house. And I can get nearly everything I order with two-day delivery because I'm also a member of Amazon Prime. There's a link for that on my webpage, too. Being a Prime member means you almost never have to worry about delivery charges. And you get free music streams, free book rentals, and an amazing library of movies and TV shows with new original programming added all the time. Save money by subscribing to get the products you buy regularly. Never run out of the foods, vitamins, cleaning products, and personal care items you might otherwise forget to stock up on. 
you can save up to 30% on your favorite products by having them sent on a schedule you set and can adjust at will. Support this free newscast and make your own life easier. Shop and bookmark Amazon through buzzburbank.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is the best of Buzz Burbank news and comment on the Realm Network. Prisoners in Texas are suing that state to demand air conditioning, but they're not asking for luxury. It's frequently 100 degrees or more in Texas prisons in the summer in a system housing hundreds of elderly inmates. The heat is blamed for at least 20 deaths. The lawsuit by prisoners asks that the prison's interior temperature be kept at or below 88 degrees. File this under who knew. Civil rights leader turned radio host Al Sharpton used to be an informant for the FBI. The Smoking Gun website published documents indicating Sharpton was an agent for the Bureau in the 1980s, just while Sharpton was also busy being controversial. The FBI approached Sharpton because his ties to boxing promoter Don King could lead them to some New York mafia types. And the Bureau says Sharpton was a big help, giving them information that allowed them to get a court order to tap the phones of Genovese boss Vince Gigante and some of his top lieutenants. And the Bureau says Sharpton did some dangerous work in his four years of service. Sharpton says he went to the FBI for help in dealing with the drug gang problem in black neighborhoods and to crack down on record companies taking advantage of black musicians. Sharpton says he was never a snitch during that time and he says he encourages young people to also help law enforcement wherever possible. Police work can be dangerous for all kinds of reasons, including having a tree fall on your head. Centerville, Iowa cop Jeremy Veach says people are always asking him how to get out of a ticket. He says this is the answer right here. Patrolman Veach says he had stopped a woman for not having her headlights on. And even though there was no wind that night, a 30-foot pine tree rotted at the base just fell over. The motorist's car absorbed most of the impact and may have saved the officer's life. As it was, he says he just spent a lot of time picking tree bark out of his hair. You are less likely to throw something away if it has eyes. Science marches on against littering. A university study in England found that people are less likely to throw something on the ground if it includes a photo of human eyes. Nearly 16% of people littered when the pamphlet they were handed didn't have eyes. With eyes, the littering rate fell by more than two-thirds to 4.7%. Researchers say it works best when the eyes are real and open and looking right at you. The researchers' conclusion? Because people feel like they are being watched, says one of the lead researchers. Quoting the other lead researcher, fast food retailers might want to think about using it. If your brain feels like toast, you can try meditation or you can get up and wash the dishes. A new Florida State University study says there can be a zen quality to dishwashing that eases the human mind, much like meditation. Dishwashing relaxes the mind, but only if you focus on the feel of the warm water, the aroma of the soap, and even the slippery feel of the dishes. So just washing the dishes isn't enough. You have to experience the dishes for this to work. Previous studies concluded that washing dishes at the end of a hectic day is a kind of mental downshifting that the very monotony of it helps your outlook, not to mention the sense of achievement once the dishes are finally done. The U.S. Coast Guard is proud to announce it's nabbed a boatload of cocaine, literally a boatload. 
The Coke was in a kind of submarine seized in the Pacific Ocean about 200 miles down from the southern Mexico shoreline. The sub was first sighted from the air by the Navy's Maritime Patrol on board that 40-foot-long semi-submersible vessel, 16,000 pounds of cocaine, 275 bales of pure Coke worth over $180 million. Also on board, four men arrested on smuggling charges now in the brig on the Coast Guard cutter Stratton. Guardsmen were able to remove about 12,000 pounds of coke from the semi-sub before it sank with the rest of the payload. You don't think much about those guardrails along the sides of the roads you drive. Many of them, though, are deadly, especially, apparently, the ET+. That particular make and model guardrail may have killed as many as nine people. The ET Plus from Trinity Industries is banned in dozens of states, and it's the target of more than a dozen lawsuits. And now Trinity Industries has been ordered to pay $663 million for defrauding the government. A jury found the company guilty of cheating the government when it made modifications in the product and didn't tell the government about those changes, and then declared the product government certified, which, after the modifications, it was not. The company says it's innocent and says it will appeal a decision it says should be reversed. From our say-that's-odd department, in Lexington, Kentucky, a woman was alarmed to find an intruder in her home, another woman who was apparently on something. When the homeowner confronted the invader, the invader attacked her, trying to strangle the homeowner with one of her own bras. Police say the woman overcame the attacker and defended herself by hitting the invader in the head with a ceramic chicken. Keep it here if you never want to miss another story like that one. There was a time when energetic college students demonstrated for peace, love, and equal rights for women and minorities. These days, at least at Texas Christian University, it's about the toilet paper. Students are irritated that TCU only provides one ply in its dorms, halls, and office buildings. Apparently, some students have tried them all in their search for something softer. The student body president says TCU has a reputation for the highest quality teachers, students, and technology. He says he thinks the next obvious step is to the best toilet paper. And with that, the student government passed a resolution asking the management to go two-ply. And finally, there could be some interesting conversations at the Winter Olympics in Sochi, especially in at least one men's room. A photo has gone viral that shows two toilets in the same stall in the men's room. No more need for foot tapping, apparently. And as if that weren't awkward enough, and I think we all agree that it is, there's one more thing about the double toilet stall. There's only one toilet paper dispenser. And it's not in the middle. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.